0: Let's talk about weak humans for a moment. Let's talk about civil disobedience for a moment. Let's talk about the stupidity of the average person. Mark Twain said, and there's also a famous George Carlin quote, something like this. But consider the average intelligence of the common man. Then realize 50% are even stupider. We have capacity for great things. We are highly intelligent creatures. I mean, we're the most intelligent creatures in the known universe. But we also evolved out of a hunter-gatherer way of life, out of nature. And so we have a lot of these primal pitfalls, you could say, that are part of our nature, that lead us to really bad decisions, that lead us to slaughtering each other, that lead us to tribalism, and all of these things that are a result of what kept our ancestors safe in the wild. I call it the ancestral mindset, the ancestral perspective, because when you understand where you came from, you're better equipped to control your biology and psychology today to live a better life. That's what Better Human is all about. But collectively, groups of humans tend to devolve into, you could say, madness. The madness of crowds and the mass delusion of the group and mob mentality. And there's a lot of psychology that's been written about this, a lot of observational stuff about this. It's very easy to see. And then you take something like politics and you take the polarization of a two-party system. You take the few powerful that control it and that give you the illusion of choice because they give you two candidates and then they... Get them fighting with each other. And then you pick the one that you like the most against the one you like the least. You might not like either of them, but you got to pick one. So you pick one and then you convince yourself you've done democracy and you've done something good because you got the worst guy or gal to not get elected. And then everything's going to be fine because now there's a new person in here. They're going to come change everything, except nothing changes. Right. The core of the state and control and taxes and government debt and inflation It just keeps going on. Nothing changes. It doesn't change until you have revolution or the government itself collapses. How that's going to go in America, it's probably going to have something to do with the collapse of the US dollar. That's what I believe. It's going to be really, really dangerous for a while as we go through that transition. But it's going to collapse. There's no mistake about it. There's going to be some kind of revolution or reset of the American way of life, of the American Republic. It's going to happen because the entire system itself right now is so broken and so just continually on doing the same thing, more control, more taxes, more regulation, more this, more that, more intrusion into private citizens' lives, that it will keep doing this until people are fed up enough that they either take up arms or they stop paying taxes. Some combination of both on different timelines in different areas. This will happen. If you understand history and human nature, you know this will happen. To you, this is a certainty. It's just a matter of when. Now, I will say that I have hope that it will be a peaceful revolution. I have a hope that we will stop debasing the currency because the government won't be able to print money anymore because people will use Bitcoin and they will realize that your money must be something that cannot be manipulated. And then when the world wakes up to that, everything can change. Government can shrink. Governments have to balance their budget. They can't keep printing fake money and stealing from the average person, which is what they do. They still do this to this day. They've been doing it for hundreds of years. So the dollar has lost 95% of its purchasing power. I think 97%. The pound has lost 99% of its purchasing power because what they do is they keep making more of it. And then the average person that earns the pound or that earns the dollar and that saves the pound or the dollar, they are stolen from. It's the most blatant theft and the most immoral and destructive thing that goes on in broad daylight of which most people have no awareness. And even if you try to explain it to them, it's a strange thing where it takes a lot of understanding of history and economics and money. And it's really hard to get to that place where you realize how bad inflation is. And so people like me, we talk about it. We want people to protect themselves and whatever. And even with rising energy costs, even with rising gas prices and grocery prices, which every American right now is facing, even then people still don't really get what inflation is and how destructive it is. It's quite literally insane. It's the insanity of modern humanity and the state and how we've gotten to this place in history where these things are just normal. So let's talk about unjust laws and the state and government. Here are a few quotes here. One has a moral responsibility to disobey unjust laws. Martin Luther King. Protest beyond the law is not a departure from democracy. It is absolutely essential to it, Howard Zinn. What's so interesting about the Democratic Party and how they've been able to brainwash so many minorities in this country is that the Democratic Party founded the KKK. The Democratic Party fought to keep Jim Crow laws and all this crap. Fought to keep slavery. Yet they've been able to convince a lot of people that they are for the people and that they will give them things and this and that. But can you imagine going back to the time when Martin Luther King was doing his thing and telling them, the answer to all your problems is more state control. You're like, what? what?" Like there's literally laws here that have been oppressing us and making our lives miserable. And you're telling me that we need more laws, more regulations, more state? What the hell are you talking about? That's what the Democratic Party's been able to do. They've been able to convince people that you need more government, more state. You give more power in to the hands of a few, and then they're going to take care of you. They're going to do what's right. Yet every example in the history of the world is contrary to that belief. How much data can you freaking ignore? If you think more state, more laws, more regulations is the answer, holy shit. We can't even really communicate because we're not even in the same realm of reality. You're living in la-la land, and I'm here talking about cold, hard facts and history. It's no wonder that politics is so ineffective and why it's become a two-party system and nothing gets done. And I mean, we're literally not even talking about the same things. Like when you can't even talk about the same things and use the same definitions of certain words, you're not going to make progress on anything, which is why we have what we have. No surprise. Aristotle wrote, it is not always the same thing to be a good man and a good citizen. There used to be laws where you, it was okay to discriminate against people for the color of their skin or their sexual orientation or whatever. That used to be legal. You couldn't go on certain areas or you couldn't go on a certain bus or use a certain water fountain. There was curfews in a lot of a lot of states and cities. There were curfews if you were black. You weren't able to stay out past like 9 p.m. and crap like that. How in the hell can you be a minority and look at the Democratic Party and vote in any way or think any way liberally? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's unbelievably ridiculous. Now, back then, I get that because liberalism at its core, as the definition is about change. You want to change status quo. So back then it made sense. But the way it is today, where we have a lot of things that are in place to protect minorities and to protect people from discrimination, and now what we need is a strict adherence to foundational principles of the Constitution and Bill of Rights. So you want to be conservative. You don't want to change a lot of things. You want to be very careful about change. It doesn't mean some things aren't going to change. Yes, some things are going to change. But generally, overall, the overarching theme is to create more laws and regulations, not less. More government involvement in everyday citizen lives, not less. There is no repelling of laws and regulations. It just doesn't happen. It's mostly just more, 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 more. And when you do that, over time, if you just understand math, one plus 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 keep adding to that number, the number goes up. More laws, more regulations, more control eventually we will all be repressed. Eventually, we will all be criminals. It's just a mathematical certainty. And our founding fathers knew this, which is why they really wanted a separation of powers, which is why they wanted a constitutional republic that had certain foundational principles that protected all men and women, of course, like different times. And so we've had to maybe update some of the definitions here. But we're pretty damn close to what is probably the most foundational way to operate humans in a government-based system. Now, there's going to be new future ways to do that, but it still must be centered around private property. That's the foundation of everything. And America has been able to protect personal property, mostly at a high level, not perfect by any means, but we've done pretty well at that. And that's why we've had so much prosperity private property. It's the foundation of everything. I don't violate what you do and what you want to do, your property, whatever. You can talk to who you want. You can say what you want. You have the right to your body. I can't steal from you. I can't murder you, et cetera. This is the foundation of creating wealth. When you create wealth as a human, you create prosperity for others. You make the world a better place. This idea that wealth is bad is so bizarre to me. It's literally a better standard of living for everybody. It's literally less babies dying at the hospital. It's literally more medical technology. Safer roads, cars, airplanes, technology, et cetera. It makes everyone better. And somehow people, because they want to hate the rich, they want to blame them for making everyone better. It's completely utterly clueless. It's just another flawed narrative. Like they just don't understand what they're talking about. But the state's another example of a flawed narrative. This idea that we have to have a state or nobody's going to build roads. It's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. How many things do you buy on a regular basis that help you survive, that is there regardless of the state? if there is a profit motive, if people want roads to drive on, there will be a road. You might have to pay to drive on that road, but I would much rather pay a private company building roads than a state that doesn't allocate resources appropriately and then funds all these other stupid things and then forever grows taxes every single year and then prints money on the other end and steals from me that way. The roads argument is so bizarre. And then you can also have private security forces. There's just a lot of things that you can have Where the state is not necessary. Now, let's assume we're always going to have a state, uh, at least in America. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll have some other model, right? But let's say we have the state and it's a centralized government and you have the states, whatever. That state should be as small as possible. It should be there to protect personal property. It should be able to balance its books. It should not control money. It should not control commerce. Just is what it is. That's what it should be. Thoreau knew this. In the 1800s, he was writing about this. He was talking about how it's important to continually push back against the state or the state will keep growing because he knew what the state could do. He saw the Mexican-American War. He saw slavery. He saw all these things that he thought were just abominations. And he's like, this is what the state does? What, are you kidding me? And most people just accept it as that is the way it is. But he was the first principles thinker. He thought about these things. He thought, is this right? Is this moral? No. Okay, that's the first principle. Slavery is immoral. That's the first principle. Do I accept it just because the state accepts it and a lot of people accept it or want it? Does that make, make it okay? No, I'm a first principles thinker. No, it's wrong. Therefore, the state is wrong. Therefore, we must fight the state. And then Mexican-American War and all these other things he saw. The raping and pillaging and slaughtering of Native Americans is probably one thing that he was disgusted by. He was a first principles thinker that believed in everyone's right to freedom and prosperity and their own personal property and that that should not be violated by anybody. More states never the answer. Take your sovereignty into your own hands. What you want to do is you want to be a free-thinking, sovereign human. If you decide to live in a country like America, like I do, because it's probably the best place in the world to live, at least for now, for me, for the family, it is. That may not always be the case. And I have a plan if that's not always the case. I think for myself. I understand the threats, the risks, the cost-benefit analysis. And I'm willing to speak out against what the government does because most of what the government does is wrong. It just is. It's wrong. It's ineffective. And they probably shouldn't be doing anything. A lot of what government should do is nothing. Instead, what the government has defaulted to doing is always doing something. This is why they keep making things worse. The most important thing that you can do in your life is to think for yourself. That's the most important thing is to be a free-minded human. No matter where you live, that's the most important thing. Never accept what is around you as truth just because it's there. Be a first principles thinker. And I can promise you, this mindset, it might help you see what the government is doing and call bullshit on it, right? But it's also gonna help you in everyday life, your relationships, making money, everything. Being a principled, free-thinking human is the best way to live as a modern human. It's the best way to have a great life. It is period full stop, no exceptions here. Get the Better Human newsletter over at the BetterHuman.co.